Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television <laughs> show podcast. And I don't think we, we've kept that. I think we've been drastically falling since, but we're going <laughs> to wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show. You can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the place to go to help us move this show forward, and there's all kinds of exclusive content, fun interaction, events with Steven and myself, and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis. So please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you want to get in on the action, make sure you email us your trivia, your MVP, and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com, and we will read it right here on the show. We sure will, even if you beg us not to. Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials every week off the podcast. You know we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us you smash that like and subscribe button. Give us that more... attention that we so desperately crave. Yeah, throw throw us your hearts, your wallets, and a couple kisses here and there, and we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What the hell did you people do in there? Something you and your puppies could only dream of, you non-miraculous son of a bitch. Non-miraculous? Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Zachton! I don't want to go any further with that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to a very nautical another week of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. That's the podcast where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Exactly. You can't disappoint a podcast. How are you today? You can't disappoint a podcast nation. You can't disappoint a podcast pod. I hope you're doing well, and I'm glad that we've met again. And if it's your first time, strap on in, right, Steven? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, everybody. Great to see you again. You can't see anyone. Well, Uh, we can see each other. I can see them in spirit. Steven's watching you. It's important yeah, that you that's, know that. Yeah, that's what it means. Uh, you know if you peek out your window right now and you see some curly hair just sloshing about, it's me. You know, just right off the top of the show, even the best laid plans do crumble. Our good friend Alex Webster was supposed to join us this week. And I'm sorry to uh, report that you're just stuck with Steven and I this week. Yeah. But, you know, we're talking about one of the greatest episodes of Community, and there's a lot to say about it, and it's going to be a great show. So we're there sorry is. Alice can join us. We hope he can be here soon in the future. And today, the la- the episode, uh, the day that this episode of our podcast comes out is the launch of our Patreon. So our Patreon's out there, Steven. Isn't that great? Bam, 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 bam. Hopefully right it's now. not launched yet, but hopefully what, buddy? Yeah, well, hopefully right now, as you're listening to this, you are uh, heading to your bank, making sure you're making all the Mm -hmm. necessary deposits Mm -hmm. so that you have the money in your account to then subsequently come on over to Patreon 
and throw us that uh, that moolah. If you're here listening on Monday, February 1st, there's a good chance that we're still streaming live over on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So come find us there, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern, today, Monday, February 1st, and our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. It's live. There's stuff to listen to. There's stuff to watch. There's stuff to engage with. There are perks to be had. Uh, I, I have stamps at the ready to lick and place upon your community postcard for $10 and up patrons. And Yeah, I'm also ready to lick and stamp each and every one of you that hits that top tier. Yes, you'll get a, a, a sealed lock of Steven's hair for every... I haven't added that yet to the description. But, but please consider supporting us. It's going to help us endlessly to move this show forward like I think it is. Don't We're going to have to think of a clever name for like our, our fans. Cause like our, our regular fans, you know, they're the can't dis a pod pod you know but what are our patrons they got to have something like fancy i kind of like just because i like the alliteration just even the simplicity of like they're the can't disappoint patrons oh i like, like that. the That's can't cute. disappoint podcast they're the can't disappoint patrons because you know what you know who really can't disappoint us our patrons the, our the can't disappoint patrons money. yeah we yes. will like you Another thing, $10 up patrons get a shout-out on this show every week. Uh, we don't have it this week because it's the first day that, it, that it's launching. But next week, we would love to read your name off at the top of the podcast if you want to consider supporting us. Yeah. Hi, but hopefully, Mom. The free show that we're doing here is just as important. You know, we're selling out, but we can't sell out too hard, right? Yeah. We're still here for a purpose. Because we wouldn't be, you know, doing extra stuff if we didn't have something that we already love so yes. much. Yeah. And I still want to funnel everything we can into this show. It's just fun to do all that stuff on the side. And, you know, always also at the, at the top of the program, a shout out to our uh, our father, our biological father, communities. They are wonderful and they support us so much and they support the community community so much and we couldn't do it without them and it sure is a blessing that they exist isn't it yeah i am so grateful it's crazy that good old dad comes to all our games mm-hmm. um all our major mm-hmm. life events all he's right there he, every bat mitzvah i've had he's been right by my side all of them <laughs> which you know you'd think after the first three yeah, you've kind of done. It's it's been done, but it's been, it's been done. But no, the biweekly bot mitzvah is what I've known for around these parts. Still not a man. Gotta try again. <laughs> I'm still working on my my incantations. Yeah, it's, it's tough. How are you this week? What's what's the week been like for you? Any any uh, so in this new journey of self empowerment for Stephen Baker, do yeah. you have anything to report to the people at home? Is anything going the way you want it to? I do. Yeah, I've been okay. uh, a lot busier teaching. That's good. Um, working a lot more hours of my own volition to do that. Uh, you know, just bettering my 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 professional craft. Nice. Which, for those of you who don't know, I'm a professional ballroom dance instructor. That's and so, I don't know. It's 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 almost like <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time. Well, I don't know if you know that I've done this, but I'm a listen. To be fair, we went on six like seasons. A real, he had no idea. You even get like a real yeah, because he's a guy with a successful podcast that doesn't listen to ours. If they're listening to this right now, they've heard you put on that Fraser ass voice. <laughs> So, well, yes, actually, I, I'm just you know, kidding. humbly, it's, it's, I I do tend in my free time as a professional. I'm just career. lashing out because I have no purpose. No, you know, <laughs> when your pole dance class takes off, I'm sure you'll get somebody. 
Yeah, I'm teaching it. I'm sure I'll get a customer one of these yeah. days. You know COVID's what? Let's get really a group of. A huge I'm gonna call my that. mom and your mom, and they're no. gonna get all their gal pals no. together. It's great exercise. Oh. You can call it <laughs> wine and winding, a, a, a pole dance party with Zach Pruitt. You know, we were really expecting to have our good pal Alex on this week, <laughs> and, and he's an LA professional who's worked on TV sets. And, you know, I thought we were going to have a real down-to-earth, thoughtful, provocative conversation about a very produ- – uh, very. we'll see what you're stuck with – a very provocative episode of Community. But instead, it's going to be more of the same. I'm, I, I'm sad to report. Uh, um, um, but my life drastically changed over the last couple of days with my purchase and, and receiving of an Oculus Quest 2. Ooh. Something that was, uh, I, I had my eye on it for a pretty moment now. I finally bit the bullet, and instantly it was one of the coolest things I've ever held in my hands. Yeah, I am so jelly belly. It looks You've so gotta much You've got to get fun. it so we can hang out on it. Yeah. Uh, Zach, like, We could literally record this podcast sitting next to each other in VR with the episode of Community on a virtual movie theater screen. My chair is soaked. We could genu- we could literally do that. Oh my god! Because you can set it in stationary mode, so we could have the headsets on, be sitting at our microphones, have our audacity, and maybe still Zoom record going. You know, if we did an episode like that, we could even record like the the video of yeah. us just sitting here. And That's yeah, crazy. We could do that. That'd be so cool. Buy an Oculus. Yeah, Zach screen on top, shared. On top of that, the games this. are just so fun, and the depth of being in the virtual world. Yeah, say what you were gonna say. Yeah, Zach, uh, before we started recording, the screen shared some Beat Saber with me that I could see, and oh my god, it looks like so much fun. It is so much fun. I so the first things I downloaded were a free trial thing of Beat Saber and of Super Hot, another really cool game, and I it just literally I get lost in it. Like I put it on and. The stuff around me disappears, and I'm somewhere else. It's so cool. Even just that little area when you first turn it on and you're in, like, your home screen area, even that's, like, an environment that has so much stuff to look at, and and it's just a lot of fun. I highly recommend getting one if you're even slightly interested in getting one. Anyone. Yeah, um, I just want to take a quick moment, Zach, to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Oculus. Now no, featuring the Oculus Quest no, 2. We can't get them. Now available if you break into what Zach's house be, and steal What it his. should be is, you know, we tried really hard to get Oculus to... <laughs> to uh, to uh, sponsor this week because I am such a huge supporter of their product now that I have one. Unfortunately, the closest thing we could get is as follows. <clears throat> Video now. Are you sick of watching episodes of cartoons in color on a big screen or on your phone? Well, pick up a video now. They're these old piece of shit, black and white, VHS player shaped devices that you can put a tiny disc in and watch two black and white episodes of Fairly Odd Parents. It's like being transported into another world. Video now. Video now. Do you miss the 1960s but don't want to be racist? Video now. Do you ever have a video now? No. Do you know video now? I vaguely remember video now. I it never was like had just one, a but... couple of years before cell phones when like having a portable yeah. device that could play little episodes of TV. It's like, oh my god, black and white, and it was in black and white. 
Video now. It was like 2006, probably. Why was I? Why couldn't we have color? Why couldn't they do color? That's one of the perks of but like having like an older sibling like that. Is I feel like you got to be exposed to some of the weird like one-off. Yes. Things like that that weren't very successful, yes. but like were really cool at the time. Uh, they're only paying us in video nows. They have a yeah. an abundance of them. I was given a video now as a present for Christmas one year, and I was really really excited about it. That's it, awesome. really, it truly was the Oculus Quest 2 of its time. <laughs> and seriously, you should get an Oculus. It's yeah, it's so not cool. that hard. Find out where Zach lives, climb in to the get window, an Oculus. to his studio, yeah. and take his Oculus. Yeah, I'll tell you where I live. I'm not shy. <laughs> yeah, he said, come, come and pry it from my cold hands. And I could talk about how you should get an Oculus for like a longer period of time than I've actually spent playing the Oculus so far. It's, it's such a cool device. But... That's not what we're here to talk about today, is it? I'm no. sure there are Oculus podcasts out there if you wanted to check it out. I'm sure that's a thing. Mm-hmm. But we're a community podcast. We're talking about the real shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. The nitty gritty. 100% real podcasting. USDA Move over the French wire. Ballpark Frank podcast audio in your ears. We're here to talk about the television program community. But because me and Steven are fat f-ing sellouts now... First, an ad. (laughs) Friends, I truly believe that we're in the golden age of all media, not just television, but film, music, theater, art. We're just living in this time where there's so much quality content to dive into and so little time to do it. But you know, me personally, to keep myself as entertained as possible, I've decided to Throw out all that quality crap and rewatch the same shit from when I was a kid over and over and over again. And that's what I'm doing in my new Patreon exclusive podcast, Nerdstalgia. Each episode, a friend will join myself and my significant other, Lil, as we tackle another nostalgic piece of media from our childhood, from your childhood, from anyone's childhood to see if it holds up to the cold light of reality. It's gonna be a lot of fun revisiting all of the things that I've always loved so much, and I hope that you tune in and listen to it. The way to do that is by supporting You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Head over there and check out the latest episode of Nerdstalgia now. And that was quick and painless, wasn't it? See, selling out, just uh, you just let it happen. It, we're it, already there. It hits Ryan. different, Ryan. you know? Yeah, yeah. What did you do during the ad break? Did you get anything done? I did, actually. I uh, went through my list of dreams and aspirations, and I ripped it all up and threw it away because uh, I'm not going to make it. Unless you guys support us on Patreon. You know what we didn't do at the beginning of this episode? And it kind of worked out because I didn't have one. Yeah. We didn't. Hi, I'm Zach, and. I know, I, I realized that, but I all didn't I, have one either. Yeah. So I was going to let it All keep I going. was going to say was, hi, I'm Zach, and I didn't come up with anything silly because I was so perplexed, connected, focused on one of the best episodes of television of all time for the two hours I spent watching this episode of Community. I couldn't say any. I, uh, no joke stood out because just about every line in this episode is sharp, funny, character driven. Humor. Yeah, this was easily the episode that I had the most trouble with picking a favorite mm. person, moment, whatever. Because it just fires on all cylinders from start to finish. Every single person, every single joke. We are, of course, talking about season four episode. I'm just kidding. We're talking about <laughs> season two, episode eight, cooperative calligraphy. 
It was directed by the outstanding Joe Russo and written by the truly amazing, outstanding Megan Gans. This is her first writing credit, and she is... You know, Community was always lacking a female voice, and Megan Gans, not to make it just about gender, but Megan Gans is such a funny, talented writer who has a different perspective that the show really, really needed. And honestly, I don't think that this episode being well-rounded and well-character plot move I don't know, the character development in this episode works for every single character, emphasis on the female characters, and we Mm -hmm. don't often get that in this show that's just about, mostly other than Hillary Winston, I think, been written by men. Uh, Megan Gans also wrote both of the documentary filmmaking episodes, both of the, she wrote, did I say wrote or directed? Wrote. Yeah, she wrote both of the documentary episodes, so the one where Pierce is in the hospital and the one where they're making the commercial for the school. And she also directed Basic Lupine Urology, the Law and Order episode. Mm. And she also did a couple episodes in season four. But she's just incredibly talented and can't say enough nice things about her. And this is the first episode that she wrote for this show. What a way to start your writing tenure on a show. That's crazy. Yeah. And... Let's. We're gonna talk so much about this episode. I think we can go right into trivia. What do you think? Act trivia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got maybe one. Uh, I'm a little bit too lazy to commit to it right now with everything we've got going on. But maybe we should record a high quality act trivia, act trivia? with yeah. some music behind it or something. Or like a. I. You know what? I'm gonna do it for this one. I'm gonna add a cowbell to it or like a like a wind chime or something at the end. Oh, nice. A yeah. wind chime is tasteful. Okay. So, yes, it's time to serve up a big heaping spoonful of act trivia, uh, the, the, the strawberry kind with, like, little pieces of fruit on the bottom mm. this week, I'm thinking. That's your act trivia flavor of the week. I've got four, I've got four questions. Ah, yo tambien. That was a weird uh, reaction, and I don't know what that means. Does that mean the same? Me too. Okay. Uh, what writing utensil is Abed strictly using these days? Oh, only mechanical pencils. Good. Uh, first one for you. What did Troy have in his backpack? What did Troy have in his backpack? What did Troy have in his backpack? Food? Was no, it food? It wasn't. What did Troy have in his backpack? It was one item. I forget. I forget, Steven. I forget. I'm not a real fan. What is it? It was a cushion. I thought it was a neck pillow the first oh, time I yeah, watched yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a cushion, yeah. Yeah. What storybook character does Britta compare Shirley to? This is around the time of the I'll make your ass sense conversation. <gasps> right before it. Oh, damn. Yeah. I don't you know don't know one. it? Mother Hen. Mother Hen. Ah, that's Shirley what, yeah. says something about them being closer to the same age than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, oh, such a funny interaction. Um, how many pairs of scissors does it take to get into Pierce's casts? Was it like three? You're really close. It, Four? There were, it was five. Okay. Um, there were three on the ground. Troy broke one pair and then okay. got another pair. Yeah, because this is our last pair. Oh, yeah. and don't cut Pierce's legs. Don't cut his legs. <laughs> um, what does Jeff ask Pierce if he uses to scratch his legs? Slim Jims. Yes. Which broke my heart because I'm not seeing was gross enough. Sure. But I love Slim Jims. And they deserve to be treated better than that. Yeah. Of course, our other sponsor this week is Slim Jim. Have you ever eaten the candy cowtail and thought this should be meat? Slim Jim. <laughs> Snap Slim into Jim. one. 
Slim Jim, do you want protein but in the form of a two foot long stick? Yes. Slim Jim. Yes. And with purchase of, uh, of any 2006 era Video Now device, receive a mail-in rebate coupon for six free Slim Jim snacks. Slim Not Jim. valid at only found at participating stores. How many pins, not including the one in the episode, mm-hmm. has Annie had disappear? Like 14? Eight. I pulled that right. I poured that directly out of my ass. If you had gotten it right, though, it. that would have been like some Ken Jennings, like masterful, there. quick answer. Ken Jennings, do you, do you, I? Uh, we watch uh, Jeopardy on a daily basis in this yeah. film. Ken Jennings has been hosting Jeopardy since uh, Alex Trebek passed away. And wow. At first, it, like, obviously it's different, and it's not Alex Trebek. And at first it was hard to accept, but the more he does it, the more I have enjoyed him as the host. That makes me really happy. He's, he's pretty, yeah, he's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, but he's the first of a guest host series, so there's going to be other people. But I kind of hope they end up giving it to him. Mm-hmm. I think it's your turn, yeah? Uh, I just asked about the pins. Okay, okay. What color is the tiny sombrero in Annie's boobs' air duct, and what previous episode plot line is it in reference to? It's in reference to... Maybe I'll put some Jeopardy music here. Yeah. Oh, that's a toughie. The sombrero, is it pink and green? One of those two are correct, and I'll give it to you if you say it. Pink. No. Damn. Um, and it's in reference to the episode where Jeff and Pierce give their performance in the Spanish class, or is it the I one? I don't think or is that's it, true. Or is it the frog sombrero? Yeah, but I don't think you got that. No, one, No, I man. didn't get that one. Do you have another one, or was that your? I do have another okay. one. Okay. Okay. What is the name of the catch that Jeff had to date? A Winifer. terrible name. Yeah. Winifer. Sorry. No offense to anybody who's watching this because you didn't choose your name. But, but don't if your name, name your is Winifer, Winifer, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Do you do realize the subtext of what's going on in that situation, though, right? Yeah. It's there's not, no Gwynifer. There's no Gwynifer. He, like, calls her instantly and then throws the phone instead of hanging up. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. It's it's Britta. There are a lot of nods okay, in this episode. The, okay, we'll talk about that one later. I did yeah. not connect those two dots, but I did yeah. get the other ones that... Yeah. And to, uh, to move into what we usually do for our next segment, it, it's, you know, it makes us sound unprepared because just like I didn't have really uh, an opening quip, I do not have a favorite funny moment because there in the entirety of this episode, I think there's one line that doesn't work for me. One, mm. and I'm kind of digging for it. I'll bring it up when we get to it. Yeah, I'm but I think that is. every character nails every joke they're given and you're laughing throughout the episode and you're very much like... I think this is probably the episode where the characters have felt the most like real people. Totally. And I, I just I can't pick a funniest moment because it's just an, an, an it's just one experience the entire episode. Yeah, I picked one, um, and it all was the puppy parade not... stuff is pretty funny. Oh my god! Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's, you're, that's I up love there. the puppies. Oh my god! Um, my favorite moment or funniest moment is going to go to an excellent form of physical comedy by Chevy Chase. Where mm. they have to, they're shaking to see if the stuff comes out, and like right after them, Chevy just kind of like throws his arm because he can't like shake to move anything. And I thought that and he was kind of does so this thing with funny. his face, like whatever, come on. Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> he's really not into it. And that might be that Chevy was just that's all he was willing to do. Yeah. but it works as a Pierce moment. And I noticed in this episode, 
Just about every time they cut to Pierce for a reaction shot from something in this episode, he did something that made me laugh. Yeah, he uh, was every character. firing on all cylinders. And like you said, I don't know if that was him on purpose or just Chevy being like right. not happy to be in that chair. Right. And I think that leads us up to our next uh, next segment, which I think is going to be a real challenge for you this week. Uh, is we, still, we have an email. Oh, and I skipped ahead to funny moment. I'm you so did. sorry. You are, it was you a, are bouncing... Bouncing it was a around, light week with the around, emails. Bouncing. Everyone's got it a lot was. going on in their lives. I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. But I love that people email us. And if you want, next week we're doing conspiracy theories and interior designs, which is another like all-star of an episode after another. Yeah. So send us in your trivia, episode MVP, and favorite funny moment for that episode, and we'll read it out on next week's show. But what do we have this week? Do it, friend? do it. Uh, we have an email from our proud papa. The, uh, over I don't at know how proud he is. Well... Sometimes he's proud of at least one of us. It switches. Uh, He says, Hey, guys, Cooperative Calligraphy is a fan favorite in one of the best episodes that really outperformed expectations. I do have a question, though. How many times did you have to see it before you saw the monkey hand? It's not really trivial, but I'm interested. Do you know about this? Have you seen it? No. I honestly just know about it as an Easter egg and don't look for it when I'm watching the episode, and I don't think I've seen it, but there is a moment early in the episode where you can see the monkey take the pen. Oh, shoot. That's Like, cool. in the background. We'll, we'll have done. to see. I guess probably look by the air ducts and see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, also, I don't know if it's an inconsistency or if it is a thing that Allison Bree snuck in on purpose, but there's a difference in how she's dressed behind the table when everybody shakes versus when she talks to Shirley. I wonder if you've noticed it before. I guess we will now. Mm-hmm. We'll have to take special look to what Allison's doing in those scenes so we can really break this down. Um, trivia. You know, that's funny. I was watching it really closely when I was watching. I guess that's that just um, wasn't on my, on my mind. Yeah, guess not. They I told was... a funny story in the commentary about how Allison just seems like a person who is very comfortable with herself. Yeah. Knows that she's kind of a, a, you know, a sex icon for some people. Mm -hmm. And they said that literally when they were doing those scenes, Allison was like, oh, I'll just go topless. They're (laughs) like, no, 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 you can leave this on. It's like, oh, but why? I don't care. She just seems like so like, well, and she's the only one of them that was like moving around and like, yeah, you could tell she was definitely comfortable. Whereas Shirley doesn't reveal much in this episode because Yvette said, I am not doing that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Chevy probably did too. Anyway. Um, Okay. Trivia time. What was Pierce's answer um, when Shirley asked if he had a bag? Oh, man. I remember him saying something in response to that, but I do not remember what it was. It was early in the episode. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't that early. It was when they were starting to mention Yeah, I don't remember what he said about that. Yeah. I like Jeff's, <laughs> Jeff's answer was really funny, though, about the strap. Yeah. Um, okay, next one. This episode has the second reference to Beetlejuice. Yes. What was the first? The first one was... I remember when it happened, but I don't remember what episode it was. We talked about it. Uh, the first one was Beetlejuice. Uh, I don't remember. But we definitely pointed it out and talked about it when it happened. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I know this is the second one, and I, I think the last one is in season three is Halloween episode. Because mm-hmm. Beetle uh, just shows up. Yeah. Um, where's the cotton from for Jeffrey's luxurious underwear? It was, I believe, Brazil in Egyptian soy cotton blend, if I remember correctly. Okay. It could be Brazil. Did he give us answers this time? Oh, he did. 
Um, Pierce's answer when Shirley asked if he had a bag was giraffe. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. just like a pilled out nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, and the episode that has the second or the first reference was in season one Valentine's Day communication studies by Slater. The Beetlejuice one, yes, they're talking about. I think they're also talking about Jeff's underwear. Yeah. I think Slater compares his underwear to Beetlejuice. Okay. And then the last one is Egypt. Okay. Uh, when everyone shakes to dislodge, yes, Allison does not have straps on her shoulders, but she clearly okay. does when she talks to Shirley. That's true. It could be just an inconsistency. The show's not immune, but I think it's just Allison doing extra at every possible moment to add something to every scene, and she's incredible at it. Yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Allison's great in this episode, even if oh, yeah. maybe Annie's not my favorite character in this episode. Allison is certainly great in it. Does a fantastic job. And now we can do the thing that I tried to jump to a second ago. I yeah. think it's a daunting task this week. I'm not it's a, confident. It's both a simple plot, but so much tied into it. I'm pulling up my timer. I don't like the lack of confidence. It's, it's the year of Steven. You got to be a little bit more up than that. Come You're on. right. I'm going to nail this. The okay. anime plush figure that is attached to my microphone that's looking me in the eyes right now believes in me, so I believe in me too. That's really, really sad, man. <laughs> I just want the best for you, buddy. That, sound, <laughs> that, that just sounds miserable. That <laughs> sentence was not great, was it? Are you ready, friend? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Engage. It's puppy parade day, and everyone wants to oh, go. Oh, wait. Here's... I didn't introduce the segment, and I have segment music. Oh, all right, everyone, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Everyone's talking about it. All the big politicians, all the countries are talking about how this is the best segment. It's Did Steven Watch the Episode This Week? All right, start over. Second chance. Fresh start. Three, two, one, go. It's Puppy Parade Day, and everybody really wants to go see it, but here's the problem. Someone took Annie's pen. Who was it? She thinks it's everybody. Abba's like, oh, shit, it's a bottle episode. Jeff has a date to catch or catch the date. And then they're looking for it, and they're like trying to find everybody who has it. But who has it? Everybody's suspected. Nobody has the pen on them. Everybody's guilty. But then they get naked, kind of, and they shake around, but nobody has the pen. And at the end of the day, what happened? Oh, my God, the monkey stole the pen. But everybody's friends. It was a ghost. Uh, Troy did great. Ooh, so stop. It was a ghost was the end of it. Getting the ghost thing helped a lot Yeah. that you flipped that in. Uh, Did I miss was, anything major? Uh, you could have mentioned the implications that Britta and Jeff are hooking up. Uh-huh. And you could have mentioned that they tore up the study room. Mm-hmm. But I think you did a pretty good job. I actually and did better than I thought because of how there. we thought you weren't going to do a good job, I will give that effort a, a B plus. Yay! I think that was B plus at least. I did too. Yeah. And now let's get right into it. Uh, what did you think of this episode? I think that this is the best episode that we've seen so far and maybe yes. my second favorite to to um epidemiology epidemiology i think i like this one better and it, i think that it's a better episode it, well yeah because epidemiology is so good and so silly but this show this episode shows that it can do something that feels pretty grounded in reality and the steps you have to take to believe that this would actually happen are steps worth taking. You know what I mean? It's yeah. pretty grounded in the reality of the show. And it shows that the show can be just as funny when it's just the characters like rattling off each other, even just for an entire episode. 
completely stripped away of all silliness that the show usually does. Compared to, like, last week when they kind of tried to do a regular school episode with the bitches plotline. Yeah. Uh, and it just didn't really work. This episode works in every single way that I wanted it to and, and in ways that I didn't expect it to. It, it's just a perfect episode of television. Yeah, I think that they really nailed... I mean, we can talk more about it, but uh, yeah. a bottle episode. And yeah. a bottle episodes, like Abed kind of portrays, they kind of suck sometimes. They're a drag. Yeah. But when Community – Community was the show that, like, made me think, oh, a show doing a bottle episode is something really cool. Because I think when I would have noticed it before, it would have been kind of a drag. And I'd be like, what, are they just low on budget this week so they try to keep it all in the house set or something, you know? But yeah. this show, like, didn't do it as a – as a money-saving technique, because shows do do that, mm-hmm. they did it as a creative like exercise, as a challenge, and and rose to the challenge in every single way. I think. Yeah, it's, it's I think outstanding. Uh, I was trying to think of like some of my favorite bottle episodes of shows. You know, I, Sunny has some good ones where they're kind of trapped in the bar for some reason. The or another. quarantine episode is yeah. a really good one. Um, Cowboy Bebop has a few really really good ones where they're like it's just the main people on the ship that's kind of a lot of the episodes there's of course but... a bottle episode of fly of breaking bad fly that's one oh of the my most god divisive episodes of the yeah. show but i think is a really fun I think one it's, yeah and it's hard to think you know a lot of sitcoms have done bottle episodes you mm-hmm. could look into that and find a bunch i know that 70s show has probably done ones where they're in the basement the entire time mm-hmm. i know that Full House probably did one where they're all in the house for the entire episode. Yeah. I, Friends, I think I'm bottle sure, episode, yeah. Where oh, there is one of Friends. It's the one where uh, they're all getting ready for something. Yeah, that and one they is keep, pretty like, funny. Like waiting to leave. Can yeah. I be wearing any more clothes? Yeah, I'm sure there's one in the office, but I think this... Well, I don't know if I can say this because Community does it more in the future and does it successfully in the future. Mm-hmm. But this may be like the defining bottle episode. It I just think works so. on every single level. Well, because it's it's aware that it's a bottle. Of, I mean, community is always pretty self aware about what it's right. doing. Well, uh, they say it in the episode. Yeah, Abed says it several times. And I think that just makes it even better because it's like, hey, we know that these episodes kind of suck a lot of the time, but we're gonna sure. do one where it's gonna be the best episode of television to date there ever in our was. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great, and I think at that, let's just dive into it. Let's jump in. The episode starts with, uh, uh, you know, kind of a running thing in season two is that Duncan and their anthropology class always has them make more elaborate um, dioramas. And I think that's really funny. They're making this diorama of the evolution of man that ends in this, like, dragon demigod because they decided to go a little bit farther (laughs) the next step. And Britta starts right off with the line about, oh, well, I think man is going to evolve into woman and really sets off that... This is going to be one of those episodes where Warrior Britta is turned on. Yeah. A little bit. I and think this they, is one of my favorite Britta episodes so far. This is a great Britta episode. And I mm-hmm. think that they do – it's a little bit lazy how they play around with Britta's character, how she can be dopey and stupid and then be this like kind of – she's a real person here and she's mm-hmm. like, like a, a warrior for stuff. But I think it also kind of makes sense that Britta's the lazy type of – of armchair warrior yeah who put absolutely. stuff down for a while and then decide she's mad they definitely show this in this episode but yeah they're they're, they're working on this project and this entire episode they're not going to leave this study group room it's almost there are a couple points where they get kind of close and there's it's literally like they're well i guess they do in the very very At the end, very, very but end. there's uh, literally like there's a force wall that keeps them from stepping through the door several times in the episode yeah and i think it's really really great that they stuck to that challenge 
there's a uh, funny enough Pierce bit here where they're talking about the dragon thing that they made and how it has a third leg and Pierce's third leg. Yeah. <clears throat> funny enough, it, it works. It's yeah. one of the weaker jokes in the episode, but that's because yeah. all the other ones hit so well. And I also like that the episode, kind of like that episode of Friends, has this thing from the beginning of, like, there's pressure to leave. Like, everybody's ready to leave. Yeah. So that makes that they're stuck here even more dominant, I suppose. Uh, Jeff brings up for the first time that he has a date to catch, or should I say a catch to date. And it's not funny, but what makes it funny is what happens with that line in a little bit. Yeah. And, of course, this is the first thing where there's so many things in this episode that hint towards Jeff and Britta hooking up. Mm-hmm. I always thought that Britta ribbing Jeff in this episode was more because they had hooked up in the past. Yeah. And they that's kind of I have a rapport it. with each other. But the the canon answer is that they've been hooking up again together since mm-hmm. around the Space Bus episode. And they are keeping it a secret, and they're kind of being coy about it. Mm-hmm. So right here, when Jeff says this stupid thing about a date, he's talking about Britta. And he's trying to leave as Britta's trying to leave so they can go hook up somewhere. Yep. And Britta's kind of giving him a hard time about the stupid stuff that he's saying. Yeah, and it's I, definitely there's a lot of that throughout the, the episode. There, a lot of yeah. subtext. Yeah. And then the Dean shows up. And the Dean isn't in this episode much, but it's really welcome whenever he is. Uh, he's such he, a cute the, puppy. Yeah, the the just a friend, a nonviolent verbal reminder. The <laughs> uh, the dean's presence throughout this episode, both on the speaker and when he comes in, is a really nice like. I don't know. Just deciding that there was going to be something going on at Greendale that everybody would want to be at at the time of this this event that's about to go down with the study group is really nice touch. And yeah. him coming in and out of it and bring, bringing in the puppy here and. Yeah, it, it's very, very funny. He's telling everyone that the puppy parade is is, is starting and that uh, everyone should come, which they're all excited about. Was it Troy says he wants to lick it? <laughs> I get that. But I then it's dogs. funny because the, uh, the dean says about Jeff, now I know you have a catch to date or a date to yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Except you, Jeff. So Jeff has been going around to everyone that he talks to, even the dean who he always brushes off, to talk about how he's getting laid. And then Britta gives another look here about that. It's very much about the two of them. Yeah. We get a really classic Troy and Abed handshake because they're excited for the puppy parade and a really classic Troy line about if wiener dogs are get wiener. That's a really good line. And then the inciting incident happens and it starts so innocently. I think we already missed the monkey hand, didn't we? Yeah, we must have. <laughs> Now, I wasn't exactly looking for it I like forgot. I should have been. Uh, <laughs> now, but it, this is the inciting incident, and it starts off so innocently of Annie just plainly asking, do you know where my pen is? And Abed doesn't know, and Annie believes that Abed wouldn't lie about that. Abed's strictly mechanical pencils. I was strictly mechanical pencils for oh, a while. Oh, yeah. I would still, I don't really ever, I don't really write down stuff that often, honestly. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to write in a pencil, I would prefer a mechanical pencil by far. Oh, totally. Not even close. Not even close. The the ones that have like the push down eraser, I like those mm-hmm. more than like the ones that click on the side. Oh, for sure. Because those, yeah. those are like poo poo. Hot takes here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. <laughs> The What's t- the, the deal kind of, with mechanical pencils? Is, if this isn't worth 10 bucks a month, I don't know what is. Get <laughs> on that Patreon, guys. Uh, Pierce ribs Abed and is like, why? Mechanical pencil is more relatable. 
And Annie is getting frustrated, uh, which spurs Abed's thing in this episode because Abed hands her a chocolate. I didn't catch that the first time. That's funny. Yeah, and that's something that will come up. This episode does such a good job of, like, they know they want to get each character to, a bub- like, a boiling point. Yeah. And they set from the beginning, like, stepping stones for how each character is going to get there. Like how they're going to find out about Abed's notebook and stuff here. And they do a good mm-hmm. job setting that up here. Uh, they're all still trying to leave, uh, and this is when Pierce talks about his fancy uh, uh, wheelchair that he outbid three hospitals for. Terrible. He has <laughs> this temporary inter- <laughs> injury that he decided to have this high-tech, that he bought this high-tech wheelchair for instead of these hospitals getting it. It's very Pierce. Now, do those work by, like, is... Now, I'm just noticing there's kind of a little thing on the left yeah that's another thing if this is such a high-tech wheelchair it seems like such a inconvenient way to do it yeah (laughs) you have to (laughs) i mean i'm sure these are for people who can't move their hands yeah and And i've I've seen these before this is probably similar to something that like uh, like someone who had what stephen hawking was ailing of because it looks like that little lever you could probably it's like if you have some pressure with your hand but you you can't like grab a thing to turn yeah maybe you move it one way to move a certain direction like around and then the blow stick just moves you forward yeah i don't know whatever it is it's really silly that pierce has it he shouldn't have it no should not this is the best money he ever spent worth every cent but then it doesn't even work all the time. It starts moving without him even <laughs> blowing it. This is a funny, uh, like, Pierce is just the doofus in this situation that yeah. they're all, that, that's bubbling, and, and it really helps. Everyone tries to leave again, and Annie's really uh, dismissive. She's not going to let it happen. This is slowly becoming something real. And she needs to know who took this pen. Obviously, everyone's just... So still chill, like, sorry, don't see your pen. We're going to go. Yeah, like, they we don't have leave. your pen And anybody. look at the way Britta and Jeff are standing so Oh, they're to trying to, like, bolt out of there together. They're practically, like, put arm around each other, space between them. Mm-hmm. But Annie's not having it. Annie's not having it. She says, not sorry, Annie. We passed it. You know, everyone keeps taking my stuff. Did you have people like this? Were you the type of person that would borrow someone's pen or pencil and then never give it back? No, not, like, maybe... No, I thought I was always pretty good about having to give stuff back, and I very rarely had to borrow a pencil because I carried my backpack with me to all my classes. So I think I had a class with our friend Sammy, like in our senior year or something, uh-huh. and she probably gave me a pencil like every every day, day. <laughs> Pro- probably. But I think I always gave it back. Mm-hmm. I am really forgetful, though. I'm definitely that way with like I'm a I'm a lighter pocketer. You know, yeah. just be, I'm a I'm a I'm a pencil stasher. I don't well, know. Here's what I would do with mechanical pencils that I borrowed that, and pens is I like can be a, a chewer. And so sometimes Ugh, I would, so I would have be to like, really you can just have that. Yeah. I'd have to be really active in my mind to not chew on other people's pens and pencils. Cause that's not nice. And you really probably shouldn't do that anyway. Ah. Know, especially now that, uh, in a pre pandemic world, it's like, just lick a pencil. Who cares? Yeah. What if I, I, I have to use pens a lot at work and yeah. I, I'm glad that I don't chew on them. Cause that'd be gross. I feel like you do though gross not a pen they're like they're not like the pins with caps they're like the click pins there's not enough meat on the bones exactly there's nothing to crunch into it just break annie's real serious about this she's not gonna let it slide and this is about when you know the the study group just won't take it seriously and i get it because annie's definitely there's something behind this other than the pen well and none of them you know they all are claiming to not have taken the pen 
Yes. So, so like, not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then they do say, well, it's clear that it's an issue, but the, the thought is, okay, well, next time we'll be really careful not to steal your pen. They leave again, and that's when we get that classic <laughs> Allison Brie scream that – that she does several times through the show, and I feel like nobody can do it quite like she can. Yeah, I love this shot of like the different facial reactions. Shirley is is disturbed and terrified, and Jeff the way that she just me. shakes her head, she's just uh, her body's lost in it. It's really yeah. funny. It's great. And this makes it clear that well, then we cut to the theme song, and we get a shortened theme song for the first time this season. Yeah, which is usually a bummer, but I believe it's because there was so much to cram into this episode that they needed every second they could have, and I this episode yeah, I didn't totally. mind. So after the theme song, they're starting to, I believe, close up the study group kind of like now it's a, a crime scene. Like there's police tape around it sort of like <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah. They're... And they're, they're turning everything. They're just looking on the floor, looking under seats, looking in their pockets. Uh, they're still kind of... I don't know. They're obliging to Annie, but it's not to the point where everyone is emotionally invested in it at this point. It gets to a point where, like, everybody needs to know where this pen is. But right now, it's just they're kind of like, okay, we'll look under the chair. We'll look under the thing. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent of, you know, you're sitting at home doing something, and your mom's like, hey, have you seen the remote? And you're like, uh, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, but yeah, but you're probably the one who put it somewhere. Could you please look at it, look for it so I can find it? You're like, uh... Well, don't see it under uh-uh. the couch. Nope, don't Gotta see it. Gotta go. Sorry. And your mom goes, no! Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, that's my impression <laughs> of Steven's mom, everybody. Yeah, um, specifically when I've lost the remote and am not helping look for it. And Annie is projecting here, but I also get, like, the thing underneath is that she's always a pushover. Yeah. And sure, it's just a pen, but she's always letting people just take her stuff and not say anything about it and... Maybe she should have started before saying stuff like this, and maybe she should have said it a little lighter, but it's to a boiling point, so she breaks, and she does it, and I kind of get it. Yeah, I and do. And she, she tells them, you know, like, no, it's my stuff, and you keep taking it. Yeah, I think it's crazy, but sort of valid. Which your mom will say, you guys are too nice about Annie. She's being awful here. Right. Now, she does have one of my, like, favorite lines of hers right there when she's like accidents don't just happen over and over again like some sort of like what you say discount or budget daycare oh yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> very funny and jeff uh jeff is now like kind of jokingly saying to her but she's like oh, he's like okay wh- whoever did this whoever abducted this pen whoever stole it like this maliciously please just say so we can leave and, and, and Troy has a funny line about uh, maybe nobody took it because sometimes I think I lost something important, but it turns out I already ate it. <laughs> it's a very Patrick Star moment, it which was, if you like talking about Patrick Star moments, the first episode of Nerdstalgia is streaming right now about the SpongeBob SquarePants movie at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Give us your money. Um, and nobody gets hurt. Annie totally brushes that off and says, I didn't eat my pen. And and she even can say, oh, I, I, I have a photo. She took a photo, I guess. And, and she's able to show everyone that she had the pen, that it was next to her. They can all see the pen. So the pen disappeared. It was there and it's not there. So this fuels the fire that someone is lying about it. Someone knows about it. There, there's something amiss here. One of these monsters has yes. stolen her precious pen. One of them has it right now, Annie's so certain of it. And and Jeff tries one more time, you know, like it's 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 just a pen. Come on. 
But Annie says it's not at this point. It's a principle. And I think everyone kind of knows that, too, that there's no way this is just ending right now. With, yeah. Okay, whatever. Well, it's and everybody's gone still kind of standing up because they're hoping to just get out of there as soon as possible, either to get to the puppies yeah. or to their... Well, but now everyone's in it because Troy turns around for a second and everyone takes that as an admission of guilt. So they jump on him. But he was just going for a piece of guilt. <laughs> and Abed jumps into this episode. Abed isn't... I guess nobody's really the star of this episode. And if it is, it's probably Annie. Mm-hmm. But Abed has such a a nice grounding quality in this episode. Even though he's like the meta guy, I really vibe with Abed's whole thing in this episode. I, love I think it. it works really well. And this is the first time that he speaks up and is like, this feels like a bottle episode. Pierce gets a great reaction line with, oh, enough about that meatball, uh, enough about that uh, TV crap, because he has to make life more like Benny Hill or whatever you <laughs> do, and nobody ever has heard of Benny Hill ever. <laughs> yeah. They should have ran around and chased each other. And Abed's like, I can't do a bottle episode. It's emotional nuance and a lot of close-ups, and I, I, I might as well not be here. You know, I'm just a wet blanket, and I really like that. And he does make himself a part of it, and he even gets to have his breaking point later when he yeah. gets found out. But his demeanor and, and participation in this episode, I, I think, is gangbusters. It's so good. It's like... Because it's Abed being Abed, but not in the way he normally is. This is like yes. when it's an episode of TV that he doesn't like. Normally he's like, oh, yes. cool, I like this movie genre, we're doing that. He's like, oh, come on, I want to go see puppies, yeah. Yeah. I really, really believe that so far on this show, whether this is your favorite out of what we've covered so far or not for anyone, I get why others could be favorites, but I just can't deny that this is both the best each character has been written in the same episode and the best each character has been portrayed in the same episode. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from, they talk in the commentary about how, you know, episodes like this are kind of structured more like a play when you put them together than your typical episode of a TV show. Mm. And they filmed this episode in four days and they filmed it in chronological order, which is also like oh, yeah. not really commonplace for something like this. So I think they were all really able to... They talk about, like, capturing the arc of their character in this episode because they were going right back to where they last last started. That's cool. And I feel like that adds to the why the group meshes so well in this. It's because the cast is meshing so well in this. And I also think that uh, they mentioned that the camera work in the beginning, in the cold open, it's pretty standard. But the deeper you get in the episode, the more uh, handheld shaky cam it becomes. Really? And I think that's really cool, yeah. too. It kind of adds to, like, the tension of the situation and it builds throughout the episode. There are just a lot of things working in favor of this episode that they knock out of the park, both the things that are obvious and the things that are behind the scenes. It's just, it's great. It's t a total precursor to how a show like this could put together something like Remedial Chaos Theory. Yeah, this is like the the stepping stones towards that, right? Totally. I, I think love it. so. So yeah, Abed immediately ejects because he doesn't have anything to do with it. And then Britta tries to leave. She's the one who it makes sense would be like, Screw this. I've got a thing to do. I'm going to leave. But because it's Britta, this is when everyone starts really jumping on people because they know that that means that it has to be Britta. It's got to be Britta. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she has a photography project and her grandma's hands aren't going to take close-ups of themselves. Blech. Yeah. I hate I, photography. I hate old people's hands. These not hands my own, not my own loved ones, but when I see like a... 
like an old person, like a really old person. Like and we know in their the exact hands we're talking. Yeah, yeah. The the veins Real are really ones. visible, and the skin is just barely hanging on to it's those like bones. It's like if your veins and bones are the same, it's a problem. Don't just die already, you know. Take a hint. <laughs> Take a hint. Take a hint. Oh my god. Anyway, so yeah, they all jump on Britta because Annie goes, Hmph. and then Britta's like, "Oh no, no." you bitch you know like, mm-hmm. She's like i oh, know you're what you're saying like that and i didn't do it none of us i love did that it. like little turnaround she does it's like hold on yeah uh and he says i'm always lending you stuff specifically you never come prepared and Britta's like fine then take my pen which jeff says i gave you that pen <laughs> and another like small thing showing that there that there's closeness between jeff and Britta. i didn't really notice watching it when i wasn't quite like focusing on it that much that they are with each other and next to each other the whole time the entire episode that they're together like this just about uh and then this starts that now things are gonna go a little bit farther and it it knocks off a chain of comments that i really really like about how annie asks to take a look in britta's bag and britta goes off on her tirade that ends in like forcey warsing us to to (laughs) yeah forcey warsey it's a beautifully written line that's developed beautifully with conviction by gillian that makes it so silly and so britta in a way that I love. You're right. It is a, a really great Brita episode, and this is the first of quite a few great Brita moments in it. Yeah. Brisk peek at our phone records. That makes me think, the only thing, the Oculus is so badass, but it means that fa- it's done by Facebook, and you have to log really? into the Oculus. Yeah, and you have to, lo- Facebook owns Oculus, and you have to log into Facebook to ha- to use the Oculus, and it basically means the Oculus, that Facebook can watch everything that you're doing, but yeah. what it really means is that you're going to get a lot of targeted ads for specific VR games, which I can live with. Yeah. But that made me think of this, that it is kind of the world we live in, that there is no such thing as a, as a little invasion of privacy. And, yeah. and obviously, when it's a room of friends looking for this pen, it doesn't mean anything like that. But like Britta, Britta as always, her point has validity, but it, it doesn't really mean anything when it's a group full of friends that are trying to find a thing. Yeah, you know she's I mean? taking this like big stand on like privacy and it's all that. Because but it's because she about knows that it might be in there. Yeah, she absolutely knows there might she be She has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> she might have one of the other eight that were stolen from, from them. The thought police forcey worsening you to bend and spread. It's a great line. I love mm-hmm. it. And Jeff has a great comeback of like, that sounds dirty. Are the thought police going to make love to us? <laughs> and Troy, of course, hears butts. And, and I should have read that book talking about 1984, I think. Mm-hmm. Have you read 1984? No. Me either. I've heard excerpts, I guess, but I, I couldn't tell you one. The reality show that I love, Big Brother, gets its name from 1984. Oh, I didn't know. Because in 1984, it's like Big Brother is always watching. Yeah. And Annie says something kind of – she brings up the – I don't know. She says stop using the the government. I don't know. She she smartly calls out Britta on the bullshit that she's trying to pull. Yeah. The Freedom of Information Act to request photocopies of my notes. (laughs) And Pierce will say what everyone's thinking. He's like, we all know the pen's in there. And then everyone's like, yes, please, come on. Just drop the bag. Just come on and drop it. And it's really funny because Britta's holding it. Oh, wait. No, never mind. That's later. And Britta just aggressively, she's like, fine, whatever. She pulls it upside down, is really upset, empties it out, and says with that, like, strained look on her face of, like, that really hurt her. Like, okay, you happy? There it is. Fine. It's done. Okay? Yeah, it was a real uh, Ali Sheedy dumping the stuff out of her bag in Breakfast Club type moment. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> and they're all like happy for a second, but then they see the used Q-tip, and they're all grossed out by it, which is funny. Which is also Brit- Britta. Why do you have a used Q-tip? Well, it totally tracks that Britta is one of those people that just throws her little bits of trash and stuff in the bag mm-hmm. because she has it and never cleans it out. I definitely have stuff like that too. Yeah, you use Q-tip in your purse. Yeah, Britta. Yeah, <laughs> Britta starts talking about martial law and individuality, and it's really silly. And, and pointless and dramatic, but it's funny. It's great. This is Britta's breaking point. Uh, but Jeff stands up, and now this is one of the first times, a couple times in the episode, that Jeff kind of takes the lead of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, 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 not really. This is when he pulls out the big string of condoms yep. and says uh, prepared Britta's for prepared for something six times. And again... The, the sexual palpability is, or whatever, it, it's egregious. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of my favorite Pierce moments. <laughs> They're talking about having sex, and it cuts to a reaction shot of Pierce, and he just goes, razzle pizzazzle. Razzle pizzazzle. <laughs> it's so silly and pointless, and I wonder if that's written or if he just did something. It's, <laughs> I don't know, man. You we really first... can't tell with him. <laughs> No, you can't. And the line between Pierce and Chevy is really thin, and it's probably because they kind of just got whatever they got out of them. But yeah. it makes for such a legend, you know, of of, of what's true and what's fiction. <laughs> so the dean comes on over the PA and the puppy parade starting. And I like this little motion that Abed does. He does this group like, all right, everybody, let's go. Yeah, like he's puppy the leader. Time. And I love the dean's line here of, Attention, students. The puppy parade is starting on the quad. Better come quick with every passing moment. These puppies grow older and less deserving of our attention. attention. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all in a rush to go. But now, because now they don't really care. Now they, the, Britta was the one they thought all did it. She wasn't. They don't care. They're all ready to leave at this point. But now Britta's like, whoa, you guys all totally jumped on me like that. And it wasn't me. And now you're just going to let it go. <laughs> That's not how it's going to go. <laughs> But Troy gets that classic, have you ever gone to a puppy parade halfway through, Britta? It is pointless. Pointless. Just all of these actors are knocking every line they have way out of the park. You know, so they're killing good. it. Such great comedic timing and chemistry. And yeah, Britta says, then it's you, Troy. They're all jumping on each other. She calls out the Patriot Act being double-sided. And <laughs> Jeff's saying, well, actually, the kind, the point is that it's one-sided. I, she says, and who, yeah, the, the thieves watched her get guantanamo <laughs> yeah and and the thief yeah the guilty party watched that happen and they've lost the trust and now we've got to find out who did this and then Ovid just it's a bottle episode gives up and sits down he's it's like so we're not weird. going this is a thing now now it's really the tipping off point we're not getting out yeah and i think from this moment on throughout the whole episode you can just see abed's like boredom and overall disinterest in this no matter what until happening. he gets called out a little bit yeah. later but yes it's you're right so good so funny so then surely trying to be sweet and 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 plain talks about you know like i'm sorry britta if that hurt your feelings but also makes it very clear that she's not willing to engage either and nobody's oh, yeah. not nobody's gonna go towards her stuff if she has anything to say about it because, you know, Britta says, let's wrestle through your stuff, and then we can apologize to you. <laughs> and Shirley, very Shirley in character, who Shirley is really well in character throughout this episode. Yeah, she, she says, is. like, I think everyone knows that it would not be like me to steal. <laughs> and that brings up a good argument here because Annie even says, well, if you did, I forgive you. It's no big deal. And Britta brings up this is, oh, man, just the chain of events in this episode is just chef's kiss, chef's kiss. Because mm-hmm. then it brings up the... 
Well, it, as Mother Hen does it, it's no big deal, bringing up the we're the same age. And this classic interaction here, the I'll make your ass linear, I'll make your ass sense, it's just yeah. perfect. And it the way up Yvette you know, switches her voice from the, hi, really nice, Shirley, to the one like, who, oh, now you're with ass. me, like, yeah. don't f*** with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Pierce tries to be the voice of reason and says, if the culprit's among us, statistically speaking, it's Troy. And Troy just doesn't even react. He just kind of looks the other direction. <laughs> I like Jeff's Jeff, line about, yeah, you know. 1856. Yeah. And then 1856 makes Troy make the ghost analogy that, of course, is the ending of the episode. But that's such a funny, <laughs> such a funny, weird way for 1856. That's when people were alive that are dead now. There are ghosts. ghosts. I love it. What if a ghost took the pen? I think that <laughs> Troy's Please on the right track. Forgive him. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, a lot of stuff here that's just funny line after funny line. They bring up for the first time that it might be under Pierce's cast because he uses everything to itch his legs. They're on their third DVD remote. Was that a trivia question? It was almost one of mine, but I did the scissors mm. instead. Mm. If I took the pin, I'd say so, he says. But eh, but everyone's like, no, Pierce, you've been like messed up on some pain pills, so you probably wouldn't remember if you took it. And... <laughs> I wanted to ask Alex, who's educated, if he had come. Do you know, or do you know what verbal dysphagia? He reads it off the pill I bottle. I think that, you know means, what that means like, uh, li- like you're slurring your words. And then octopus loss, but octopus it's loss being nonsense loss. makes me think that that is verbal dysphagia. Mm. That like verbal dysphagia is like you're just flipping around, words. flipping around. Yeah. I don't know, but he's yeah taking a bunch of painkillers. He's really. Up. You see anything on the squirrel about memory? He's lost it, and I love that. Like everyone's aware that it's happening and knows that it's destructive, but nobody cares a ton. No, about nobody it. cares that much. I mean, Troy lives with him, so he's a bit concerned. But everyone else is kind of right. like, "Oh, Pierce is gonna Pierce." Right. <laughs> so now everyone is a little bit more invested. That we've got to figure out who it is. Annie puts Jeff in charge, like they always do. Demands he deals with it. And he's still like, I don't really care, much like Jeff always is. I don't have anything to... But he's not an asshole here. No, I really like Jeff in this episode quite a bit. I do as well. And we've been saying that a lot recently, which yeah. is nice. And, but Jeff does stand up here, and this is where he kind of takes charge and tries to get everyone to calm down and says that... Uh, I like the little thing here where Jeff starts to talk and starts to bring everything in and says, you know what this is. And <laughs> Abed says, yep, shut up. <laughs> <And it's> so <laughs> fast the way that that events happen because Abed's like yep it's a bottle episode and like how Jeff and Abed have a thing you know Jeff knows of course what Abed's gonna try to say so he just shut up without even thinking about it yeah it's really funny but he tries to say that it's a normal day with friends who are done studying and a pen that rolled away it's just not a big deal we just need to let it go I don't think anybody stole it but Annie's like no come on let's check everyone's shoes let's go underneath the carpets let's 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 dig for this thing. She's and so Jeff's serious. just trying Jeff's trying to like get, to like stop that, but it's clear that it's not happening. And the way Joel pulls off this moment is really, really great. When he's like, Annie, fine. Someone has this pen. <laughs> and nobody will say it because they feel bad. They made a mistake. So they all kind of come to a group agreement that we're gonna decide no matter who took it, 
We're all going to be fine with it because we all want to get out of this situation. Yeah. So the person's going to come forward that they took it. They're going to apologize and we're all going to forgive them. Jeff says, you know, now this person has no reason not to come forward. So then by proxy, if nobody comes forward, it doesn't really matter. It means that nobody took it <laughs> and we have to accept that. And everyone was willing to accept the first half. They're like, yeah. And then after this, they're like, meh. Mm. It's like, come on, guys. You have to. Meh. Meh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I like the shot of Pierce Pierce like, I don't know. I'm just having a good time. He's just happy to still be hanging out. And so good. We're going to do this. Okay, he counts to three. And someone's going to stand out and say that they did it. Before they can get to three, Pierce raises his hand and everyone gasps, assuming that it's him. But uh, he says, yes, it is me. Or Jeff definitely took it. Can we agree that Jeff took it? <laughs> and I was like, yes, because of course Jeff took it because he's making up this big thing to let it go yeah. and get away scot-free. Everyone's like, yep, definitely could be. <laughs> you want to bet, you jerks? And this is when, again, the next level of, of, of the iceberg crumbling is here. Yes. Now it's like, okay, seal the doors. Nobody's getting out. Nothing's getting out. We are finding the pen. And this is just as it just ramps. And it ramps up more. We're only a third of the way through the episode, you know? Yeah. The way that this episode takes something so simple and trivial and just ramps it and ramps it and ramps it up. And it's just ridiculous. Well, and it's and another so good. great thing about this is Jeff, Jeff now, like you said, he's hit his breaking point. He's amped up. And he's like, yeah. Abed, seal the doors. And Abed just like disheartenedly is like, oh, guess we're doing this. And like and he says, up. I don't like this. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, tell it to the pen you might have. And now Jeff is calling Gwynefer to say that he can't make it. <laughs> what he's doing here, you're right, because he throws the phone. He's making a, fo- a fake phone call to both like get rid of his reason to not stay there and to tell Britta We're, it's not happening tonight. We're doing yeah. this. And I think that's really funny, too. All of the layers to this episode. Very arrested development of them. Very arrested development. Different. Tell your disappointment to suck it, he tells Gwynefer. I'm doing a bottle episode. And it's <laughs> uh, it's like, yep, I told you. We're doing a bottle episode. After the like commercial break interval, now I love also the way that the... This is one of the first times I think that you see that the study table is actually two tables. Yeah, I think so, because I don't think they've taken it apart before this that I can But the of. way that through the different stages of what they're doing here, the, the study room kind of morphs into what they need it to be. So, like, yeah. right here, they've kind of got it set up like it's a... Like it's a... Um, TSA security check or like yes, an Yes, that's exactly what yeah. I was reaching for. It's like interrogation. So Troy comes through, Jeff's looking through his stuff... Uh, and the only thing in it is that little cushion that we talked about. I love where everyone's sitting, too, because it's like Jeff and Annie, now they've, like, taken charge of this. They're the interrogators. Abed is sitting on that back table, not happy to be there. Shirley's nervously next to them. It's almost like, and it's not the best example. Have you seen one of the newer episodes of Sunny where they do, like, the escape room? Yes. And they're inside of their house, and they form, like, this council of deciding who's going to make decisions. It feels very much like this. Oh, yeah. They've already dissented into how there's some type of rule and government to this situation that they've all found well, themselves I don't know in. how intentional this was, but the first reference that I felt from this episode was Lord of the Flies, like super duper. I've never, I tried to read Lord of the Flies in high school and I didn't get through it. I didn't have to read it for class. Yeah, I've never actually read it, but I kind of got, I've got the So you don't notes. know what you're talking about I've got the Cliff's Notes. I know what happens. You know, the, the, the boys, they like, I'm the, I'm the king of, of the fly. Jeff Goldblum, right? It's really nice. And now I can see that that's a cushion and not a neck thing. It's a yeah, I thought it was a neck pillow cushion. at first for sure. But it works great because uh, Jeff's like, thank God. And now he's going to take this pillow to 
to to sit with or something. I think. I don't know. We say There's he's a some... hero because the only thing that Troy takes with him to school is a goddamn cushion to sleep. So he on. doesn't have to look through all of his shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Annie and Jeff definitely have this. Uh, you know, as much sexual chemistry as there is as there is between Jeff and Britta, there's almost none between Jeff and Annie here. Especially not this episode. There's there's a, a That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. He's just like done with her and there's this thing between them. And Annie's like, "Why do you keep using that tone against me?" They do kind of have a moment at the end. Yeah. But uh I, we'll we'll get to that when we get to it. I think it's really adorable the way that Britta is sitting in the corner on like they've just like sprawled out in the study room. And and the the way that they're just I don't know that they're just locked up in this place and and they go through all the stages of like being held somewhere captive or something yeah that they they just make this place into their living space almost in the time that they that they spend here how long do you think this event took in the epi- in the in the in the world of the show um the t- in total it had to be a few hours because it was like the whole puppy parade. Do you think we're talking like end of school day? They study for like an hour, then they're there until like nighttime. I'm saying that this probably went from like four, like three thirty or four, to like probably like seven o'clock, maybe eight. I think it could have even pushed eight or nine potentially. Yeah, because uh, it's long. I think it's a bit after the puppy parade when they even get done. Wow. Um, but uh, now Britta brings up a good point saying that maybe Annie has realized throughout this that she actually has it and isn't going to say anything because it's come such a thing. And if you and if that's the case, we all get to kill you. <laughs> and Annie shuts that down. I'm not hiding my own pen, you paranoid weirdo. But that would make total sense. I, I love oh, this yeah. situation of like they're all friends and they trust each other. But as soon as they need a second, they have a reason on every single well, person. They like, know why each they other would be well enough to fall. know that like, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing that they brought up a couple times on the commentary, and it shows in the frustrating parts of the episode, but it shows a lot in the end that they're in this room with each other because they love each other and care about mm-hmm. each other, and that they're just so in in the circle of the study well, group. Well, if they weren't more than a study group, they would have left because they're adults and nobody is right. forcing them to be inside of this room. Right. They could have left. They've come a long way from you know Jeff haphazardly putting them together to have sex with Britta. Yeah. yeah. Now he's... Had intentionally sex with keeping them together and preventing himself from yes, having sex for having with sex with Britta. You're right. Full circle. Is, is that the Dan Harmon story circle I keep wow. hearing about? Did we just dom and Andre? Wow. So that's what they've been talking about all this time. Abed gets up for his turn, and uh, uh, Britta again brings up. You know, can we consider like the la- the, the trust that is being broken here? Because I can see how something like this at this point would be like. I don't know that you'd really be on eggshells around these people after something like this. Yeah, because like there's there's a criminal in your midst, right? And but the 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 threshold that's being broken is like we don't trust Abed. We can't believe yeah. that Abed would be honest to us because of course he would. But the Troy brings up a couple of things against Abed. You know, like uh, one thing I was excited to have Alex on for this episode because there are some parallels to contemporary American poultry. Yeah. Right here where, you know, Abed freed the pet monkey and Abed mm-hmm. shredded Annie's backpack. He has done things and, and kept them from the people before and been kind of the nasty one. So yeah, no, he has. they can't even trust him. They but it's because they corrupted him. True. He did. And yeah, Pierce, you don't have a bag? Giraffe. Jeff, you don't have a bag. What does he say? I think we talked about that. I'd never deprive the world of the part of my chest that the strap would cover. So funny. And Abed, like, yep, that tracks. And it does track that Jeff would literally, at some point in his life, had made a decision that he wasn't going to carry around 
uh, bags because it covers out part of his good bits. I don't know. Yeah. He's like, I work on these pecs. I want them to be seen. And Abed's still just trying to speed through this bottle episode. What's left? Hugging and crying. Come on. Let's get through here. Let's get this through. (laughs) We're done. Let's get out. But then he is called out. They're looking through his stuff. They've opened his notebook. And Britta starts to notice all of the information that he has. This really, really in-depth, descriptive thing that shows calendars, all the girls' names, days on, days off. And it becomes very clear that he's been tracking their menstrual cycles. (laughs) My favorite little note there is that it says, um, Annie cries on day two. (laughs) And that What does it say about her kids? Uh, Shirley complains about her kids. Complains about her kids. Britta something my... Britta Britta bit bit my my finger. finger. (laughs) Annie cries on day two. But no, and, and it's a really ridiculous stretch to take with the Abed character, but it makes sense... Because of his explanation. His explanation for it is perfect. That it started as he understands stuff on paper and he notices that the women are getting upset with him more often on certain days. So he starts tracking which days are bad and then he realizes after he's been doing it for so long what he's been tracking. (laughs) But of course when they realize that that's what he's been tracking, it's this betrayal and I like that Pierce is like, can I get a look at that? <laughs> yeah. Pierce is like, I'm intrigued. Even that bit where Abed's like, I'll explain, and kind of pauses. He's like, oh, I thought you were going to keep yelling over me. I'll yeah, explain. Yeah. That's so funny. That's so Abed. And I like that Annie gets really upset because it's her time. So Abed offers her uh, a tissue and another chocolate, and Annie's like, oh, thanks. And then does a great another scream. That, no! <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny, and Alison <laughs> Brie does these things so well. Pierce is disgusting, says Abed just became his hero. And I don't even get what the pleasure well, – I don't get it, I don't Pierce. know what he wants what? to know that about because it's – yeah, Is that so I he, like, know. knows which other days so he can, like, lay on the moves of those days? I, I don't know. I guess – I really don't know what his angle is here. It's kind of like, uh, uh, this is a deep cut, but that episode of You're the Worst where, uh, you know, Jimmy's new to having a girlfriend and Gretchen's on her period. And Jimmy's like, yeah. okay, see you in five days then. Yeah. And Gretchen's like, what? <laughs> I cease to exist as a person for those five days that we can't bang? And Jimmy's like, yeah, pretty much. I feel like Pierce is Jimmy Shive overly grown up to an extreme. <laughs> Then nobody's letting Pierce look at it, which, of course, that would be such a big mistake. And yeah, this is the line that didn't work for me. This is like the one line in the episode that, sheesh, guess it's true what they say about the sync up. That's such a but um like sitcom joke. Yeah. It, it, not... Unnecessary. It, Pierce would say something like that, but community should be But they could have done it in line. a funnier way. Yeah. yeah. That's like the one line that I was like, oh, come on. Easy joke. It's the easy joke when this whole episode it is. does not take the easy way out at all. And you could have made a joke about them syncing up, but like you don't. Ha- it could have. It could. They kind of already joke. did with them all getting upset. You don't have to. Yeah, actually you don't say have it. to say it when you just yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Uh, uh, Abed says, "You know, I wanna, I wanna be sarcastic for a second. And he gives this a spiel brilliant. about whoever did this. I love you. Thank you for doing this to me. I thought I'd have to suffer through this really cool thing that we were all going to." I prefer being with all these people trapped with emotions that I can't understand or reciprocate. <laughs> and I feel like I've been on both sides of that before. Oh, yeah. It's a really great Abed moment. And we didn't really mention it at the beginning, but going 
I still, at this moment, recording right now, have mm-hmm. no idea who my MVP is in this episode because they're all so perfect in it's this tough. one. It's tough. And I, I keep thinking that something, someone's going to do something that shows me who it is, and then they do, but then the next person the does next too, person does and then the well. next person does. Oh. Can I get you anything, whoever you are? Ice cream, a best friend medal? Okay, sarcasm over. Your last up, Shirley. Dump your bag. And then Shirley has this, uh, she's not going to do it. And that brings up uh, a, a, a distrust of her. But it tracks for Shirley that she'd be one of those people that's like, mm-mm. You can't see my purse. I don't want you to look through my stuff. I, yeah. I'm an adult. And, uh, yeah. And I maybe she has feminine hygiene products and she doesn't mm-hmm. want to have that on display or because of what is in the bag you know yeah but even if it wasn't for that i can see why shirley would be mm. absolutely yeah yeah and this is the second thing i don't like community goes back to this name rhyming joke a little too often and i don't think it's funny i don't believe that 19 year old annie knows who uh, harvey Keitel is yeah, I A's don't believe seen. that Troy knows who uh, Henry David Thoreau is. I believe the Brita one because she says something stupid. Mm-hmm. And later on when they do it one more time, I don't believe that Pierce knows who Stephen Fry is. Why would Pierce reference Stephen Fry? I right. agree with that. They were just I, trying now, to do the This bit. works for me a little more than that because if nothing else, Troy's delivery of Henry David Thoreau made me laugh. Was it when they were making up their porn star names? It was like Henry David Thoreau Diet Squirt or something like yes. that. Was that, was that I think so. what it was? That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike, Ty, Sen. But Shirley says, no, I don't have the, the pen. I'm not doing my bag. I'm a Christian woman, and I, I shouldn't do that. And everyone calls her out on that. Like, what did you think would happen? We all did it. She says something uh, uh, bad when she says, I thought the Muslim would have it. Yeah. <laughs> calls Britta a condom carrier, like, better than you. She just gets, like you said, how Shirley has that change that she does. She gets mm-hmm. in this defensive mode where she's just and when mean she's there and crabby. she's just pop 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 yeah. she's and firing we usually everybody. just see it in moments but now everyone's getting to this boiling point that it's become who she is in this moment mm-hmm. and they all and annie says dump the bag or you're guilty which i get why they would <laughs> do that because not only do they want to get this done they want to or not only do they want to solve the problem and find out who did it they want to leave everyone and just they just the need someone to have done it but they can't leave until they find it Pierce starts screaming in pain, which gets Shirley to walk over and try to help him, and then Pierce takes the bag from her. That's a little <laughs> bit of a writing cop-out. I don't know that Shirley would have actually gotten up like that in that moment before someone yeah. else would have, but I guess it works as good as any. Pierce throws the bag over to Troy, who tosses it over to Jeff like this... Uh, cool like no this, look. Like this, like, uh, what do you call it? A line, uh, like a... <laughs> Assembly line, an assembly line, and it's like they dumped, like they were just born, they were ready to this moment. They're so well seasoned yeah. in this; they just knew in that second what was going to happen. It it's was a really so cool synced up. They were like, okay, yeah, and they start getting it and opening it and going through it, and we see the pregnancy test. I want to ask you: they go to the length of making the joke about how it's a pregnancy test geared towards African American people. Yeah, do you think that's funny, or do you? Think I that thought was it was a weird funny. touch. I thought it was funny. I thought that, like, it was kind of unexpected to be a joke right there. And it wasn't needed, but I did think it was pretty funny. It is a little weird. And, it, like, that Shirley would be in the store and, like, that's the one that she would pick. I don't exactly <laughs> yeah. buy that. That she'd you be like, know, oh, well, that girl. one. <laughs> you know, girl. 
but it's a pregnancy test and this starts a conversation of that uh that Shirley is fearing that she could be pregnant she hasn't taken the test yet mm-hmm. and they all talk about it Annie brings up does this mean you have a new boyfriend but Shirley gives away the information that she recently reconnected with her husband and they hooked up and uh, the Lord may have a plan for her that includes something different. But Abed's able to speak up and say, no, Shirley, you can't be pregnant because I've been writing down when everyone has their period. <laughs> and according to the charts, she couldn't have conceived because she was ovulating on Halloween. And nobody mm-hmm. remembers Halloween. Everyone's had the Halloween party removed by gas, except for Troy, Troy, who had the voicemail from Chang that he and Shirley hooked up. So mm-hmm. now Troy has this memory sucked out of his brain. And I <laughs> like that a worse show, Troy would yell that out. But they yeah. don't even bring it up. No. So if you watched this episode when it first aired and you hadn't caught the Halloween episode, it wouldn't really mean anything to you, really. No, but you wouldn't it, know what happened. But for us or for people who've been watching it through, that moment's like, oh my god. Yeah. She might be pregnant with Chang's baby. With Chang's child. And I noticed when we did the Halloween episode that we didn't really talk about what we thought about them putting the char- those two characters together in this no, way, Chang didn't. and Shirley. What do you think of that? About this whole, like... Because it goes on throughout the season uh, that that Shirley is pregnant mm-hmm. and whether or not Chang is the father of the baby is something that comes up a few times. So what do you think of that? I don't love it because i don't really think that even in a life or death situation it super duper fits with shirley's character to just have unprotected sex with chang in the bathroom yes and i also it it feels so much like pairing off the two characters that they knew the least what to do with them with something they're just like i'll just get her pregnant maybe yeah have them hook up that'd be funny anyway we'll we'll step over that i just wanted to we didn't touch on it like i wanted to the first time Shirley remembers Halloween 2, which is surprising. Because she goes, Halloween? Okay. Because they all got their memories erased. Oh, yeah. That, you're right. I wonder she how. Might not I wonder if there's an explanation for that. Someone, mm-hmm. if there is, write us in. Maybe there is. Yeah, one. tell us. Please. So they're all like, okay, so shoo, Shirley can't be pregnant because of this. And then Britta makes it about her again. Says, oh, so it's not okay that I have condoms, but it's okay that you're hooking up with your ex-husband. And Shirley brings up a thing that I know for a fact a lot of religious people do believe, that Mm -hmm. divorce isn't seen in the eyes of the religious figure, isn't seen in the eyes of God, which is sad. I, 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 I know people who would probably be in better situations if they didn't totally. feel that way. And the way that it, it shows through Shirley here, how how Pat, when she says, you marry a man, he's your man, the way that she passionately feels that and mm-hmm. how she must be so struggling with the split up when she doesn't believe in divorce, doesn't believe in, yeah. in going somewhere else. She just feels so lost. It, it's, it's a really nice character moment for Shirley, a lot. Yeah, it is. And it shows that, like, even though she's hurt and she regularly brings up that he ran off with a stripper, she misses and loves her husband. Yeah. And she views him as her husband. And this blow-up between Britta and Shirley, even though it's so silly that it's all over this missing pen, it really, really works the way they keep jabbing at each other and keep digging the knife just a little bit deeper and and working each other up. The, The two actors pull it off really, really, really well. And yeah, Shirley, when so she good. says to Britta, I'm so glad you're enjoying this because she's clearly going through a lot, even though she's not really, I don't know, she's not 
totally without fault, you know. Yeah. I, I, it's just a really, really nice moment. I hope whoever stole that pen enjoys it in hell. <laughs> she tries to line. leave, but nice try, Stephen Fry. It's not happening. I do like that at least Brit is like, Stephen Fry, of course. <laughs> that one would have rhymed. Mm-hmm. They all have an agreement. Nobody's leaving until we find it. And this goes to one of my favorite moments of the episode, one of my favorite moments of community, when Jeff freaks out and says, okay, we're going to find it. We're, I'm pushing the table over. I'm going to rip up the carpet off of the ground to find this pen it's in here somewhere <laughs> nobody has it and i love the line he says and if we can't find it our children our will, children find, will it. find it and it's so funny and this is jeff's breaking point just because he's been sitting there idly for so long and i guess all of this freak out was pretty much improvised by joel other wow. than like, go rip up the carpet i think everything that he says is is improvised and everything that wow. he messes up is improvised is it over here in these books the pen <laughs> this incredible <laughs> magic pen <laughs> it's so funny and he's so close to the air duct where it actually is if he yeah. would tear that open I like that Troy is just, like, knocking stuff over and dumping out boxes. Just yeah, cause... and, and and they kind of play off the stereotype of, like, Annie being little schoolgirl and Jeff being big man because when he, like, erupts like this, it makes Annie feel weird. And she's like, okay, yeah. guys, never mind. This is the end. Uh, I guess it's not a big deal. And then Britta also snaps, and they're all snapping <laughs> at the same time. And they both look at him and and and... and, and, and Fierce makes him his wheelchair turn so he can look the same direction. It's like it's a it's a it's a pen now it's a pen, and I don't just want to re re live all of this out loud. I don't want to just say it all the same, but it's just a beautiful symphony of comedic things building and erupting at the same time and ebbing and flowing. It's just perfect. Yeah, half the study group is like so just like unbelievable that Annie just said that and the other half just wants to literally kill her like Britta and Jeff have murderous look on Jeff's face the way he hunches his shoulders he looks so (laughs) looks like a monster Britta too looks like a child of the corn they look evil it's really (laughs) really funny and Annie uh, Allison does such a great job these actors knock it out of the park the fact that more awards weren't received by this show during its thing this is one of those episodes that like all of these actors could have submitted it as themselves for, like, best supporting actor in a comedy show. Absolutely. Or this show for best writing, best directing, best whatever. It's so good. And and I'm, I'm so glad that Community has the life that it does now where people keep finding it. But it's mm-hmm. so criminally underserved in that this is, you know, both revolutionary television while still having so much respect and follow up with the what came before it. You know, that has so much respect and love for television, but also wanting to drive it forward. It's episodes like this truly why I love this show so much and why it's not just another TV show, why it's something insanely special. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, from the second that this episode starts, it just like, I don't know, because it sometimes is hard to remember for me that this show falls in the same category as shows that I love, like Friends in the Office, but this episode it's, is just... But it's better. Yeah. I mean, the, and if nothing else, the directing and the writing for this episode, I and mean, the acting, not mm. that those shows don't have really talented actors, but yeah. every single person that's in this episode is firing at 110%. And the show asks them to do such weird things. It's not just broad comedy. And no matter what yeah. flavor the show is this week, they're game and they're perfect. Mm-hmm. But they're all... 
so on Annie. Jeff is yelling in her face and gets really close. This is the one moment that I thought there was a little bit of sexual tension between the two of them. They're like an inch away from each other's face. And uh, you don't know how many podcast production meetings Steve and I have had that have been virtual, but very much like this. But exactly like this. We get real close to the camera. We we can feel each other. Yeah. Steven, get yourself an Oculus and man, can, <laughs> and we can recreate this bad boy we all can over. Really again. have some fun. We'll have like a <laughs> avatar mating moment. <laughs> oh like, yeah, my hair's long enough. I'll connect my braid yeah. to whatever you want. I can, I got some curls. We could do something. Oh yeah. yeah, I like that. And the change of heart, Jeff. Why? Jeff says, why the change of heart? And Annie's being accused again, and she jumps right back on him. You know, Annie does have this thing where she does kind of shrink back like the little schoolgirl, but she also like. You know, it almost makes sense that Allison Brie went on to play Unikitty for the Lego movie because yeah. Unikitty, like, flips her head around and she's furious. Red Unikitty, or she's, like, the cute, sweet, little, dainty Unikitty. That's in kind this. of how Annie is in this. Well, that's how she is in the Lego movie. Yeah. And that's – in this, she's very much the same. Like, as soon as she's being accused again, she turns it right back on Jeff and can be imposing and intimidating even though she's this, like, sweet, dainty – girl yeah even though like we said annie's not my mvp for this episode i do love how she does like she said she's putting her foot down and she does kind of stand up more for herself here than she has in the past yeah but it's all kind of crumbling in on her here everyone thinks Mm -hmm. okay well it's probably got to be annie we've torn the the place together maybe there never was a pen who would who out of who is here would be most likely to want to make sure nobody finds it if it's their fault it's annie after all this it's got to be annie and and this is when they get in their face and when it goes to the next extreme of the episode, which could have been done in a way that was really, really silly. Yeah. You know, this is the part where they all strip down and get naked and make everyone bounce to get rid of what's in their cavities to see who has the pen. And it's very, like, married with children. Like, some type of show mm. like that where, where like, the... The teen daughter is played by a 25-year-old, like, sex icon actress, and they're going to have her do something like this. But the show manages to make it, like, I mean, there's some shots of mostly the guys, but there's some shots that are a little bit provocative, but it's very sexless. Well, and as, like, steamy as it kind of, the tension was kind of rising with, like, uh, Allison and... Britta, yeah, and, like, Troy's like, what's going on? How can I help? Because Annie's unbuttoning yeah. her shirt. And, you know, it very clear, like, it, it's it's ramping up like it's going to get like that. Like, they're going to have, yeah. like, a, you know, stripped down, like, mud wrestling type yeah. dumb stuff. But Abed so quickly jumps in and is like, nope, here's how we're going to do this. <laughs> it's it, And they said it in the commentary where it's one of those things that, like, they're also in what's going on right now, but also like all of these people might have a little bit of an edge that they're all kind of hot for each other. Yeah. And that's definitely on display here too. And it remi- there's a really, really phenomenal TV show that not enough people watch called Search Party that stars Aaliyah Shockett from Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the funniest shows on TV and nobody talks about it. It's on HBO Max now. And in one episode this most recent season, it's a similar thing where these characters are not romantically entangled, but they're so deeply entangled with each other in these, like, really f***ed up kind of ways. Mm -hmm. And there's an episode where they're all really drunk and frustrated and yelling, and then they all just start kissing each other. And (laughs) they've never had any, like, sexual anything before, and they just – the three of them just start kissing each other, and then they just stop, and then it's never mentioned again. And that's kind of what this reminds me of a little bit for some reason. Definitely check out Search Party if you've never watched Search Party. It's a really funny show. 
So yeah, Annie and Britta are starting to take off their clothes. Troy's like, how can I help? Everyone's trying to de-escalate the situation, but I love that it cuts to Pierce, and uh, Jeff's taking off his clothes too, but Pierce is already like, oh, finally, and he's buttoning his shirt off. And Abed, of course, is thankfully the voice of reason in this situation Mm -hmm. and says the right thing to do is flip the table, divide by gender, then search amongst ourselves in our underwear. (laughs) Shirley just says, what? And then it cuts right to it. And again, how they've used the stuff from the study room to make what they're doing. You know, you've got one half of the table on two end tables to make it like a like a nipple to knee covering mm-hmm. area, and the girls have the same, where it's buried on two, uh, it's buried chairs, on two, yeah. not buried, balanced on two chairs, and they're all able to do this. And this is one of those setups that's so funny and so quintessential community. It's just great. It's a great way to build up this episode even farther than the insane heights of Jeff pulling the carpet out. You know, it's hard to not have that be the climax. It like even goes farther than yeah, that. Yeah, it keeps going. So they all shake enough to dislodge, <laughs> they say. Uh, Pierce does that. Singer's like, yeah, whatever. Okay, I'm shaking. Nothing hits the floor. Troy's already distracted. They're talking about Jeff's underwear, which brings up the Beetlejuice underwear comment. And Britta being the one that comments on his underwear is another telling thing about what's going on yeah. between the two of them. Because she says, don't you usually wear? And yeah, like and that. Abed says, what does she mean usually? <laughs> and Jeff shuts that down. We've torn mm-hmm. apart the room. We've stripped. There's absolutely no place left, but there is Pierce. And I love the, like, <laughs> seeing in Pierce's eyes the the panic of what's about to happen. And, <laughs> and he realizes it a half second after they do and just, no, no, as they're all like, yep, we got to do this. And they all walk towards him. He's trying to, <laughs> to blow his way out, but it doesn't work. And the three <laughs> mostly naked men strap him down. I'm sure Chevy was having a ball with this one yeah he's probably not thrilled and then it cuts to a little bit later they've gone through a bunch of scissors they've broken several scissors and i'm sure it's not a good idea for them to have taken off his cast like this oh no that's such a bad thing but they take it off be careful because it's the last pair of scissors not the not because of pierce don't worry about pierce (laughs) pierce tries to bite (laughs) abed's hand who abed's covering up the blowing mechanism for his wheelchair and he like snaps at it like a dog Ah, oh, that says I'm worried we've gone too far. This is how super villains are created, which, which is a flash forward to yeah. Pierce kind of becomes a super villain when we get to Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, in he does. A handful of weeks, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Abed's like, come on, man, Jeff, just just make one of your speeches, throw in a few digs at a celebrity, make us all feel good about ourselves. We've got to end this. And 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 Jeff brings out, you know, if if anyone leaves before we find the pen. How can any of us trust each other again? How can we all be in the same room? Something's got to happen to fix this. Shirley starts putting her clothes back on, and she's not comfortable, and 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 keeps saying mean things to the girls, but she's starting to kind of, all their edges are softening just a yeah. little bit. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. That was really mean. Don't know where that came from. Uh, they've all been through a lot. And, and Annie's there for Shirley to, to mention that, like, I'm sure the pregnancy thing is weighing on you a lot. And then, but no, that's why you <laughs> took my pen. Why are you hiding it? Come on. It's still not over. And they fight between them. And they're finally getting Pierce's cast off. This is such a disgusting thing. Oh, He's got, like, gross. he had, like, serving tongs from the cafeteria in there. It looked like there were rulers. Slim Jims to scratch his legs. This is one of those things that obviously we can't smell the stink, but the way they play it off the stink so makes you good. kind of feel it. 
you know? Yeah, it does. You're like you're just imagining Pierce's old legs sweating inside of a mm. cast for however long he's been in. Have we not gotten to a place free of judgment? Yet? <laughs> I've been there. Uh, and uh, Troy's freak out here when he says it's not there. That was the last place. It had to be there. Where's the way he's? Where's the pen? Where's the yeah. pen? Is really really great. Where's the pen? And, and it's, it's another <laughs> interruption from the dean talking about how, oh, man, it's getting cold outside, so everyone needs to grab a puppy and hold the puppy to keep them warm. And Aww. we're bringing around puppy-sized hats for everyone while the study group wants to die. <laughs> and the dean says, I don't know why I'm making these announcements because anyone who's anyone is definitely out here. <laughs> but I think it's because he knows exactly who isn't oh, there. Oh, yeah. He knows that he's talking directly to them. Which is funny too. Mm-hmm. I think that framing device of the puppy parade and and the it's dean so good. is is just a, a million cherries on top of the cake of this episode throughout mm-hmm. it. Now it's a little bit later. They're all clothed and sitting on the floor, just kind of like sitting in their shame and 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 coming to grips with what they what what they've done and. <laughs> They're still not over it. On behalf of whoever <laughs> took the pen, I'm really sorry about all this, Britta says. And they're still, I knew it was Britta. It's totally Britta. It could be anyone. But they're so, you can just feel how tired and worn out they are. And yeah. they can't let it go. But they've been ready from the beginning for it to just end. But they don't know how to end it. And they're really desperate for a way to end it. And Annie says, you know, I wish I had just lost it. I wish it was behind my ear. I wish we could just... Have it be something really stupid than to think any of us must be inconsiderate and not telling each other about something. And 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 they say after everything that they've gone through together, it seems impossible that that they they could still keep that from each other. And that brings up Jeff's winger speech that brings it home. That's kind of not even a winger speech. No. You know, what do you think of this ending? How he suggests that Troy's ghost explanation must be it because they I love like each it. other and it can't be anyone else. It feels a little cop-outy, but not to the point where I can't go with it. Like I said yeah. in this episode, there are a few steps that it asks you to take, but they're steps worth taking. Well, and here's the thing. I think that their only option at this point is a cop-out because they're not going to find the pin. So they have to come up with some reason, no matter how ridiculous it is, they, they have to get out of that room, you know? And Jeff is right. like, you know what? This is the only way, this is the one window that we have right now right. to all agree to something. Because they're like, well, it is ridiculous that one of us would have stolen it and not fessed up by now and we didn't find it. Like, it makes no sense. The pin's just gone mm. for no reason. So why couldn't it be a ghost? I think it works too. And I think uh, Jeff did need to be the one to say that. He's able yeah. to say it in a way that gets everyone to come around it. Um, and Hobbit's like, here we go, end of the bottle episode. <laughs> and, and yeah, a ghost took the pen. This is a running joke in community that the cast like to reference a lot. There's this running thing of like, let him finish when someone's saying something. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll, you'll notice that more times in the future. There are a lot of like, let him finish. Yeah. And he's like, I am finished. <laughs> he's like, for real, honestly, That's all. why not? That can just be it. Let's just go with it. And Troy's like, I've been saying that for hours. And, and Jeff's, we should have listened to him. And look in your hearts and answer honestly. Would any of us have done this? What's more likely? That someone in this group is lying that hard or that a ghost just took it? <laughs> we have to choose between turning on each other and that. Let's just do that. And mm-hmm. man, if he could have just said that from the very beginning when he didn't care. Right? But they all agree on it and that it's a ghost. And 
it, it is a little bit of a cop-out, but what saves it for me is the way that this fades out to where Troy gets the thread of the idea of where the ghost could have come from. And there's this really wholesome, endearing scene of him coming up with a story and all of the rest of the study group getting caught up in his story about the ghost that's looking for the pen. I love this moment. One of my favorite things about this scene is Troy's voice here. It does. It's not like the normal like Troy, but it sounds exactly like if you know the song That Power that's on the end of the album Camp by him, where he's oh, like yeah, telling sure. the story about being on the bus. It sounds exactly like that, and it's it's great because it's it's at this point it's Donald Glover telling a story, and it's awesome. And Troy, it, uh, from a Troy side, it's him being a little bit more mature for the people yeah. that he cares about, but still tapping into his silliness to tell this story that Abed gets into. You see Shirley getting into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff and the girls kind of like bonding over what they've been able to turn out of this thing. And then, of course, the end of the episode <laughs> caps off perfectly. They all leave smiling like they've finally really gone through it, ready to move into the light towards another day and leave this behind them. But then the dean comes and sees what they've done to the study <laughs> room. Like, what the hell did you people do in here? <laughs> then Abed kind of gives this, like, I don't know, we just became a family explanation that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And the only thing that the dean picks up off of it is that Ovid calls him non-miraculous. Non-miraculous? <laughs> he looks at the wreckage, looks back at them and says, Ovid, and chases after them. Non-miraculous? <laughs> and he chases after to be proven that he's special. He doesn't really care yeah. that much about the room. It'll be fine. And then the episode ends classically. We yeah, such in. a community thing. Yeah, Annie's boobs, who we haven't seen or even had reference before this episode Mm-mm. from Contemporary American Poultry. Another thing that rest in peace, Alex Webster, who unfortunately passed away and couldn't make it today. It's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> that he, that uh, it would have been cool to have that synergy, but... Yeah, God bless his soul. It's just us. He's here in spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's really the true Annie's boobs of this podcast. He's, he is. He's, he's in the vents somewhere. Somewhere. Is that you up there? And the the monkey comes out to kind of loot a couple of things that have been left in this wreckage <laughs> and takes it back to a, a, a duct that he's able to open and close on his own. <laughs> and we see a collection of things from throughout the series that he's been that he's been keeping. There's a the Jeff Purple and Brito game. wedding balloon. Yeah. There's one of the What Would Baby Jesus Do bracelets. There's the Troy Knob in the morning mug. There are keys. There's all kinds of stuff. That I'm sure they just like found stuff that they had lying around the set that they knew were props in other yeah. episodes. Choice ID, choice student ID, and like all of the purple pens. I love it. And that's the end of the episode. The little stuffed human being I would actually like to have. Oh my god, I love that. And that's the end of this phenomenal episode. All we've got left is the little bit of a end oh. tag where we finally. It, it's still a bottle episode because it's just the end tag that leaves the study room mm-hmm. in the very end. Uh, that we finally get to see a little bit of the puppy parade. There's not a lot to it other than these really elaborate floats being dragged along of of puppies like in a Thanksgiving garb. They're so cute. Look at his little face. But then the dean gets upset because one of the puppy floats is about acceptance and equality. And he like thinks it's preachy and boos it when he's the guy who's always preaching about being so conclu- uh Yeah, I didn't totally get why he hated I this didn't one. Really get it either. It's he's, such a cute oh, dog it's because it's a cat. Yeah, it's because it's a cat. He's and booing he's the cat. I gotcha. Yeah, boo, 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 and that's the end of. Damn, a near flawless episode. Yeah, of television. this episode gets an A plus from me. It's so good. 
And I want you to go first. Well, it's, it's such okay. a hard MVP episode because um, we can make an argument for all seven characters. I will so give yours? two honorable mentions. Sure. And those go. I could give three. On, I could give everyone so deserves yeah. one. But I want to give special honorable mention to Jeff and Britta because okay. both of them were fantastic. This is one of my favorite. I Jeff this season is just great. Britta's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my MVP is Abed for nothing else than the sole reason of I think his like just mannerisms throughout the whole time and how different it is from the kind of almost robotic like oh this is TV I love it I love this he's like I hate this and I'm here because I have to be but then like even going into where he kind of snaps and is like you know blah 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 I think Abed just nails it for me in this episode and so he gets my MVP I couldn't agree more uh but I didn't go that direction Mm -hmm. and I honestly I've decided, but I can't really back it up because I could give it to anyone. Yeah, so I'm just go gonna give gut. it to the person, and I, it, it's I think it's Jeff for me in this episode. Nice. He has a lot of really funny moments. Uh, him pulling up the carpet is phenomenal, and he's the voice of reason. But we also see him break in a way that he normally doesn't. And and I don't know. Joel just did a great job. But again, it's not. It's everybody. This is just a killer episode Everybody's from great. everybody. I could argue and, that and each it. one of the study members could get MVP this week. And yeah, yeah, I agree. Even Pierce being even Pierce. like the the silly backup. Even Troy with his story and yeah. with his innocence and and Annie and Britta both certainly and Shirley certainly great in this and Abed too. certainly. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, but I am really glad that we went through it like this. It's a great episode and I love it so much. And if you listen to this podcast but haven't watched through the episodes like as we do it, watch what this a one. one to go watch. Yeah. There's no way you've watched it too many times. And that wraps up things this week. Uh, just a, a reminder again that our, our, our Patreon is launched. It, it can't disappoint. Uh, Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. There's stuff to listen to. There will be a live show every Thursday. And it really both means a lot to us and will really help us move the show forward. So please do consider supporting. Um, and, well, you know, and also, yeah, go uh, ahead. Zach, if, if, it's, if you're listening to this on the first day that it's out on Monday, February 1st, um, there's a good chance that if it's not past eight, so we're still Eastern, live. Yeah, we're we still live. So top. if you're not tired of us uh, yet, yeah, come check us out. Yeah, you've been the two hours you spent listening to this were a total waste of time. You could have been hanging out <laughs> with the real us live, but no, of course not. We're glad you listen, and and to anyone who's not listening on that first day, obviously. But yeah, yeah. come hang out with us on the live stream if it, if it's still going on in your time. Come support us on Patreon if you feel that way, and if not. Uh, please just keep engaging with us and listening to this show, and just just that means the world to us that anybody listens to this and and would comment and engage with us. Uh, what and where should people send us the stuff? Um, if you want to be a part of the show, a part of the action, a part of the you know, if you want to be in there where the sausage gets made, mm. uh, make sure you send your trivia questions, your MVP for the episode. Um, your funniest moments, any mm-hmm. other, any other thing you want to talk to us about, to our email your likes, at, your dislikes, yeah. your turn ons, your turn offs, mm-hmm. favorite ice cream, least favorite beetle. Uh, let us know. Mm. Email it to. There is a right answer. There is, yeah. Uh, email it to can't disappoint podcast at gmail dot com. Next week we're talking about uh, the conspiracy theories and in interior design, the night school professor professor sin. 
shootout episode. This, yeah. Again, another episode that a lot of people would put in a Mount Rushmore and mm-hmm. and and would put as one of those best episodes. Uh, you know, this week was such a self-contained. Next week is still kind of, but it's more of a of a homage episode. The community does so well, so I'm looking forward to diving into that one. And I know there's a ton of trivia for that one. So yeah. send us some stuff in. And the last thing is to make sure to follow us on our social medias uh, at Facebook. And you can follow us on YouTube. We're doing all kinds of fun stuff there more often recently. And then on Twitter at YouCantusAPod and Instagram at CantusPointPodcast. Steven, on behalf of our sponsors, uh, Slim Jim and Video Now, uh, what do you have to say to the, to, the, to the beautiful people who spend time with us every week as we sign off? You know, whether you listen to us purely audio or you go to YouTube to watch the stagnant video now... It's not video of Do us. I have a... Hey, I was saying the sponsor name. It's a stagnant video, so it's just like a, a still shot. I I still don't get it. Oh, it's okay. I'll explain. I'll explain. They'll get it. They'll, they'll uh, understand. Uh, uh, who's they? The, the readers at home. Okay. Um, do, don't, don't slim your gym. Oh, my God. Fatten up your life with a little yeah. bit more You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Yeah. You know, stay. Yeah. It's getting chilly outside. Stay warm. Hold a puppy. Um, but thanks for listening. Thank you for coming to hear us talk about one of yes. the best episodes of one of, of one our of favorite the best shows. shows. Yeah. yeah. And don't forget to try that new Slim Jim project. Uh, no, don't forget to try that new Slim Jim product, uh, Big Jimothy. Yeah, Big Jimothy. Is you know, the double pack Slim Jim not enough for you? It weighs a whopping twenty-seven pounds. <laughs> And it's three feet in diameter. Are you tired of having to buy 18 Monster Slim Jims to satisfy your hunger? Yeah. Do we have something for you? Have you ever wanted to slice off a chunk of of tr- uh, trunk-sized Slim Jim and feed yourself for a full 24-hour period with it? Well, now you can with promo code... What is it? What's that promo code? All right, from inside the Dreamatorium, he doesn't have anything. Let's just end this shit. I got nothing. places to be. From inside the Dreamatorium, I'm Zach. I'm Steven. Black Lives Matter. Go do good things. Live the good life. And please give us money on Patreon. It would mean the world. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. It'll be a lot of fun. Bye. That was terrible. <laughs> that was abrasive. <laughs> All right. Four, Goodbye, everyone. Three. Bye. This is the end of the show now. Okay over it's done forever and ever okay amen we started living in an old house my market birth and we were checking it out